0: Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Pillow Fort Pub. I don't know what episode we're up to now, I think we're up to eight or nine. Look how professional I am. Uh, anyway, like I'm, I'm Anime Flux.
1: I'm His Act, and first to start off, I want to say a big thanks to Koopa Networks for making this podcast possible. If you're mm-hmm. looking for a no-nonsense, transparent host, host your adult oriented website, hit them up. And today's special guest is Alatar, or Blue Wizard Art, whichever you prefer. Hey Alatar.
2: Hey, what's up? how's going cool. How
1: we know? were actually we've both guest starred on alatar's podcast
2: called mm. blue magic which is yes, pretty sweet it was fun having you guys on and if somebody wanted to us. go check that out where could they check that out uh they could check that out at uh blue that's l-i-b-s-y-n.com i'm working on getting an actual like url for that a domain name but for now that's where it's hosted uh, and they cool. can also find a link to that on my Patreon. I've got everything all linked in one place on the front page on my Patreon. And that is? Uh, Patreon.com slash Blue Sweet. Cool. Sounds good.
0: So, uh, Blue Wizard, you are an artist, yes? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, I'm sorry? Indeed, I am. And uh, was there something else you... Were you in... Uh, doing game design when we talked last I can't remember if that was you or if that was somebody else Must have been somebody
2: else I'd Must love have been to but else.
0: no okay, okay. Um, Any specific focus With uh, with your artwork Or just kind of whatever strikes uh, your fancy? I'm
2: pretty much an erotic artist um, I like Right now I'm kind of known as being the one Who draws muscly Babe ladies like super buff <laughs> Yeah, girls with like 20 pack abs and stuff. I I don't plan (laughs) on staying there forever, but that's kind of my kick right now. Cool. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, man, I've seen a bunch of your line art and like your fucking
0: lines are really, really good.
2: Oh, thanks. I appreciate (laughs) it. Yeah, the sketch.
1: Well, you call them sketches, but I'm going what?
2: Listen, they're dope, (laughs)
1: dude. Everyone thinks their sketches are like terrible, but they're always amazing.
2: Oh dude, yeah. no, my favorite thing to collect are art sketchbooks. Like I love seeing the half finished stuff and the stuff that still has that fresh energy to it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to push myself to share that more and to even share some of the even less finished, like really fast, ugly sketches I do. They're ugly to me, right? But I'm trying to remember <sighs> that subjectively to other people, those are actually probably really exciting.
0: They are. I I mean uh, Hizzy and I have talked about this before probably on the podcast, but um, I'm really much like a fan of just the lines before color ever hits it, because mm-hmm. a lot of times I feel like color removes something from mm-hmm. from the end the image, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, it's part of the reason why I really like uh, black and white hentai manga, because yeah. you, can just, you can just enjoy that crisp, beautiful line art. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my lines always get lost when I color
2: yeah. Mine too. I did too, this really,
1: but... I did this really cool, cool. Even I think it's cool. Like it's one of those drawings where you look at it and you go, God damn, I did that. <laughs> it was um, mm-hmm. Hizzy the character and Wrench from Watch X Two in a like arcade.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It was from the top down, and dude, the liner for that, I took so long on it. It was so amazing. And then I colored it, and it was, like, a more darker scene because it was Mm a pinball arcade, so there's, like, glowing lights in a dark atmosphere. And I muddied down and lost, like, all the dope liner almost. It was so sad. Oh, damn.
2: That sucks. Yeah, it's always a struggle trying to find that balance. Because, like, for me, I really like to paint and render. um, And inherently, that means the lines are going away. Um, So I'm trying to find some process that brings the same kind of liveliness to the paint. So that way it doesn't get stiff and it doesn't lose anything beautiful. Like there's no, I'm trying to make it to where there's no stage where I'm like, man, I really don't want to paint over this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or alternatively to incorporate the lines more. So that way they stay in the piece and there's just paint underneath and around it. I don't know. It's, it's an ongoing experiment.
0: Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Hizzy, that piece that you're talking about, it still looks really good by the way. It's yeah. not, but I, I know exactly what you mean. Cause I remember <laughs> seeing the lines before. You got the color done speaking Mm -hmm. of did you release those to your site folks did you release the lines
1: i did yeah i'm pretty sure
0: oh good okay cool so if you're a member of hizzy's site and you haven't already checked that out go check it out um what did you name the piece anyway
1: uh i think it's i think the title of the post that i made was called fuck you bloom it's on my site in the members (laughs) area unlike the uh featured spot at the top of the site when you first log in it's on one it's on the rotator so oh
0: cool 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 it's been there
1: forever i'm like i don't want to remove this it's so good (laughs) but it's so old now it's a good feeling
0: though (laughs) yeah yeah my Um, rotator
1: is filled with old stuff that i still think is really cool but i don't like that and my old shit is sitting right there front and center mm.
0: how many things are on your rotator
1: i usually have like three at a time
0: so one of those slots is just (laughs) just there for the, the older thing.
1: Well, yeah, the the wrench one is there. The Fallout Hancock thing I was doing is there, and now the handsy zombie chick. The new one, the, yeah. The new one is there.
0: Hmm. That's pretty good too. Like the, those hands, those hands. Dude, though.
1: it took so long. <laughs> God, yeah. never again. Never again. Hands are hard,
0: <laughs> and you drew like twenty of them.
1: I know and I colored that thing with like the utmost care took 16 hours for me that is forever
2: that's Mm. a long ass time holy shit Yeah. god I can't remember the last time I spent that much time on a piece like time is such a premium for me because I have a full time job that I'm trying desperately to get out of and uh, so I just have to like I go so fast and so reckless with my stuff because I'm like I only have a couple hours I have to get this done now but it's cool though.
1: It for me, I like that more because I sit there and it doesn't even look like I took sixteen hours. Like most of the time spent was on her belly trying to color it right because I wasn't using a ref at all because I'm an idiot. And then I redrew the boob like six times and that took like four fucking hours. Those,
0: see, that's <laughs> the thing though. The boobs were. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, like go check out the picture so you you know what we're talking about. But yeah, and
1: that one's free. That one's on Anti-Foundry.
0: Okay, cool. Not, so not the food you, version, though. No. There that's, you go. It's not behind a paywall. <laughs> but, <laughs> the Fuda um, one is. <laughs> the the boob in question is because uh, one of the hands are grabbing I think each one separately and like kind of pulling them and mushing them around in different directions. Mm. So it's not like your typical, like, hey, look, here's some cleavage. Boom. Boob's pressed together. You're done. This was like... What the hell does the chest look like when the boobs aren't naturally sitting mm. where they normally do? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, and squishing so. boobs around like that is really tough. Like I was actually just talking uh, to my friend Coe about that. Mm. Um, Koei? Yeah. Coe Coon? Yeah. No yeah. way! You're yeah. joking
1: me, man. No, no, he's a good oh friend. Oh my of god. Mine.
2: He actually—he uh, was—he was supposed to come on Blue Magic, but poor guy, he got on the mic and he just got so nervous.
1: Um, So we did a text interview instead. I've been a fan of his since like 2003 or some shit, dude.
2: Yeah, same. I've been following him forever. And then I just, I reached out to him and was like, hey, do you want to come on the show? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like we started talking and we found out we're basically clones of each other. Like we're (laughs) fucking the same person. So much so that I joked I was going to change my Twitter handle to Venom Coey. (laughs) <laughs> and like take his uh take his icon and draw like a horn on it or something and just be a clone of him for a week and i was like all right i don't want to confuse people so i'm not going to do that that's so cool how but, old is he now uh he is i think he's dirty 30 so he's our age yeah 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 really? he's, wow he's, that's
1: so crazy i'm it's so surprised sorry that i totally interrupted your story but oh you're okay Cowie, man it's so surprising to me when people from back then are still around Mm-hmm. And it even surprises me more when they are thriving. Like, for example, Sakimi-chan. I've been following her since I could pick, since I learned to read, basically. Yeah, since the
0: um, internet was born. Mm-hmm. And you know that
1: cat, <laughs> that Pusheen cat? Yeah. That's, like, madly popular. I used to follow that artist in, like, mm-hmm. 2003. And I'm like, damn, that artist is rich now. It's just so crazy. Yeah, Anyways, is. I'm sorry I interrupted you. It's crazy. No,
2: it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it, it, is an amazing person. He's still going strong. His, uh, his Monsters and More 3 Kickstarter is still going. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's met like all the stretch goals at this point. It's crazy. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was talking with him about like we were we both follow this retro porn blog and we were talking about how this image set that had just come up had these like really lovely squishy boobs. And I was like, man, drawing squishy boobs <laughs> is tough, you know, because when, when you when you think boob, like your brain automatically supplies one of two images, I think either a free hanging boob or mm-hmm. a, a cleavaged <laughs> boob. Mm -hmm. (laughs) both of which are static boobs and boobs are not static. They jiggle and they wiggle and they squish and they, they're like writing a Dr. Seuss novel. (laughs) here. They jiggle and they wiggle and they squish. (laughs) Oh God. God. One of us needs to draw that in like a doctor (laughs) who style or doctor who, listen to me, Dr. Seuss. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, we were just talking about how tough that is, and like finding the right way to position the hand that's squishing it or whatever, and the right way to draw the bulges around it is—it's a real big challenge.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's a challenge for me even to this day, and I draw them every damn day of my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. There's still times when I'm like, I'm totally doing this wrong. How could I be getting this wrong at this point in my life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point in my career.
2: Meanwhile, so, you've got
1: Doxy, and that guy's just. Flipping them out left and right, man. God,
2: yeah. Doxy is yeah. fucking amazing at squishy bodies. Him and uh, my buddy Diesel Brain's pretty good at that too. Like yeah, the Diesel, the is good. Diesel Yeah, I know Diesel Brain. Diesel, Diesel's great, and he 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 draws some really good squish.
1: Uh-huh. Nice. We had Doxy on the podcast last time. Yep. No shit. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, he's cool It
0: dude. was
1: awesome. He's really nice. I've always liked him. Uh, he, We were talking mostly about Japan and what it's like to live there as a, mm-hmm. of course. a westerner, of course, because, mm-hmm. you know, he's doing that. So what else can we talk about? That's like a big deal. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was really fun. That's awesome. I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah.
0: Um, Diesel, if I remember correctly, doesn't Diesel have like a Kickstarter going or
2: something right now? He cur- is currently part of Cloud Meadow, which okay, is gotcha. like this yep. awesome fucking game. That's uh, basically like Harvest Moon plus porn. Yep. <laughs> Which I'm 100% here for.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. That sounds fun. I yeah. remember hearing about that back when the whole thing went down. That's cool. Um, Speaking
1: of games, um, I'm thinking of making my Sequoia State comic volume two. I'm going to be doing that this year. I'm thinking of making it into a visual novel instead of a comic.
2: Ooh, oh, oh, yes. That's exciting. Hell yeah. Yes. Visual novel. I've already awesome.
1: done like the first scene just as a test. It looks really cool. It looks all real. I'm like, I made this.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. I think it took I'm, you like record time, dude. I really want to make a visual novel. My uh, wife, Susie, and I actually started planning one. Um, we were going to do one that was it was going to be a, a Yuri one set at a karate school. So you just mm-hmm. have all these awesome karate babes to date. Mm hmm. Um, and the only reason it's falling through is because it's just, that's a seriously labor intensive. Like we kind of mapped it out and we we're like, this is going to take at best a year. And yep, we, we've we got other stuff we need to put out until then. So we've, we've tabled it for now, but that idea is still running around in the back of my brain. The uh, I've had a lot
0: of folks over the years ask about Nalika and her story. And when's that coming out? And originally my plan with that as of like two or three years ago was like, oh, I'm going to do a comic and that'll be, her story, and it's not meant to be hentai. It's to be fanservicey, but it's it's its own thing. <laughs> and um, and then after doing a bunch of comic work uh, professionally and and with the with commissions and stuff like that, I discovered pretty quickly I really don't like doing comics. Like, oh. just not a big fan of it. It doesn't bring me the same sense of fulfillment that just doing fully colored illustrations does. Mm. And I was like, well, how the hell can I do this and still tell her story and not go insane? and visual novel kind of became the answer because that's it's already what I do it's just yeah. Yeah. add in a UI and poof you're done mm-hmm. so um, so it's already it's it's on my brain it's ready to be developed it's but the problem is as you said it's time because mm-hmm. so much stuff goes into it it's not just the illustrations it's the writing it's the user interface it's the coding and programming mm-hmm. Uh, you know all that fun crap so nothing
2: of like play testing you know yeah and voice acting if you go that route yeah 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 yeah. I mean it's it's super involved like we started learning um Builder which is yeah yeah that's what we're learning yeah we both got it it's really great I loved it and I was like man But as I got into it and started doing the tutorials, I was like, good God, this is going to take 7.5 billion years.
0: Yeah. And that's just the base program. I mean, like we were talking to somebody the other day that works with that program and they got like they hired special uh, coders and stuff to come in and write like unique code to fit into that program to do more things than the Mm. base game can do. And I was just like, man, that's awesome. But, you know, there's more time on top of of everything else.
2: Yeah, because we wanted so. to do with ours, uh, we wanted to do, like, a, a love point system, you know, mm. where, like, okay. you're only going to hook up with them if you get them to like you enough. Okay. Like Honey Pops? So yeah, of, yeah uh, sort of a like, dating sim Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. We wanted it to be both part dating sim and part sexy, right? Like, we wanted, Cool. Because we're both really big on, like, characterization and stuff, so mm-hmm. we wanted to really make sure they felt like real people that you were dating and or fucking, and so... Cool. We, But again, that was like a whole other layer of okay, you got to learn how to <laughs> yeah. plug in this code. You got to learn how to set the values. You got to learn how to have something constantly check for the values. I'm like, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems hard. Uh, mine's just going to be totally linear. There's going to be no choices. You're just going to click through. It's uh, exciting gameplay, if you ask me. Game. <laughs> IG. IGN gave it 10 out of 10.
0: There you go. I would out there. recommend. <laughs> I think Steam. Lux and
1: Zoe's backstory would be really cool as a visual novel that you just click through. Like, yeah. there's nobody, there's no characters that pop up to talk. It's just a dialogue because that's all it is. It's just, it's just like a narrator. That the words are written. I have the script. I have the the thumbnails for the actual comic frames. Mm. But I wanted to do it first as a motion comic, but I don't know. That's that's harder. It's We're harder. We're discovering
0: how hard that actually is. Mm. So. It's
1: not that yeah. bad, but I don't. I can't learn both at once. And visual novel would be kind of cool. You just click next, next, you know, and the scenes pop up. I think that'd be dope. However, I've kind of put Lux and Zoe on the back burner because Mm. I don't feel very confident and strong in my ability to draw like sci fi themed stuff, even though I love them. And a couple people have, have, express that they like them too, but they didn't catch on for, like Flux's characters are madly popular and here I am Lux and Zoe and there's only like two people that are like, I love Lux and Zoe and I'm like, ugh, Whoa, I'm trying to make Hizzy, a living, you bros. Draw, <laughs> you gotta draw
0: more. That's the problem. I yeah, was When's the last though, time you draw them? Well,
1: I oh. haven't draw, drawn them in a long time, but I was drawing them constantly. Now I'm drawing Hizzy instead and people fucking love her. Gee, I wonder why. Gee, I Gosh, wonder I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> it's a well, puzzler.
0: My advice would be to draw them again because I guarantee you've gotten better since the last time you drew them, uh-huh. just skill-wise. So, because it's been more than a year, I think.
1: It's not them that I'm having a hard time drawing. Because I love them, I can draw them great. But like when it comes to their environment and their backgrounds and the spaceship mm. and the fucking geometrical shapes and everything, because you know, it's, it's all
2: inorganic. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's all inorganic, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah. It yeah. Sucks. Inorganic stuff and scientific greebles are really hard to draw on. <laughs> yeah, is so the so hard term. That's, That's right. what I'm dealing with right now. I decided, uh, per Hizzy's recent advice to me, I decided I'd do just a short little comic, like a four-pager. Mm. And I'm doing, it's going to be um, with Samus Aran. And okay. the first couple scenes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be her and a Chozo.
1: <laughs> now it's I'm fucking awesome. stoked. <laughs> I didn't
2: uh, know it was and, Samus. Uh, speaking of Koei, I had him design the Chozo's dick. for me i was like you're the master of monster dicks can you give me a bird dick he was like you got it man so uh so he designed me this cool monster bird dick that's going to be featured in the comic Um, and i've got it all thumbnailed out but i ran into the same problem was like how the fuck do i draw this chair (laughs) oh my
1: god that was so like right in my ear
2: (laughs) sorry it's kind of awesome (laughs) <laughs> but yeah like i was like how do i draw this crazy geometric chair or this cockpit or whatever she's gonna be in i'm like oh it's okay i only have yeah emphasis <laughs> on the cock <laughs> hey,
1: hey, 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 nice
0: we're
2: adults anyway <laughs> isn't that well, the benefit of being an adult that you can be a perpetual 12 <gasps> year old one of them yeah
1: speaking of the inorganics that's why i actually started making those new OCs. That one that we did in the dry pile stream was just an accident, but the elf, undead elf chick I made, because I was <laughs> like, I need, I need OCs that I can draw comfortably, mm. you know, and not struggle so hard.
0: Mm. So I I've been going thought, more, more go fantasy. Ahead. Okay. Instead of I, like I honestly thought it's because you were getting back into WoW.
1: That was part of it. It inspired it. That's for sure. Okay. It mm. Inspired cool. it. Also, I drew that, um, that horse girl, if you remember that.
0: Uh, I was sitting outside after vaguely. That was a long time ago.
1: Yeah, that was when I was taking a class at the college, and uh, I was just sitting yeah. in the car waiting for my boyfriend, and I was, like, doodling on my iPad, and I drew this, like, centaur cute chick, and I was like, damn, this girl's cute. And she was, like, half horse, and I was like, maybe I can do something with this. So I've got three now, if I include her, OCs for, like, this new fantasy universe. Mostly I started doing this because... I wanted characters that I could merge into Mike's characters universe, and, mm. which right. is fantasy. So I'm like, I can't put Lux and Zoe in there because that's fucking weird. So,
0: well, no, don't say that because you totally can. And here's how you like get away with it. Well, I don't like doing that. Well, a lot of people were like, "Oh man, Flux, I really love your characters, but why do you always put them in modern settings?" Like they're always in a city, they're always in, you know, shopping or having something at the cafe, blah blah blah. They're like, what would this character be like if they were suddenly in a fantasy setting? And I was like, Huh, interesting concept. Okay. So I decided to do like an offshoot series, like mini like thing spin-off. within Knockout Combo, and it's a it's alternate universe fantasy. Hmm. So I've took these same characters because I mean, there's no rules. There's no one to say you can't do that. So I'm like, fuck it. I know there's no rules. Nobody's gonna show up with a fucking clipboard. No, you're not gonna. The fantasy police aren't gonna show up and be like, woo woo. Excuse me. Well, Uh, it's just just my own.
1: It's my own personal issue. Like when I see a sci-fi, like let's say Mass Effect, you know, AI chick, whatever, Mm Cortana or whatever. And then I see her paired up with like a fucking Game of Thrones Khaleesi. I'm like, no,
0: no, no, <laughs> okay, no. This I isn't understand. right. This I doesn't don't mean work. Taking when they're just the character arbitrary. Ex- Go but, ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, th- yeah, when they're arbitrarily smashed together like that, yeah, it's a little.
0: Yeah, what? Well, I that's not what I meant at all when I said put it in a different universe. I mean like design, like almost redesign them so that it's still that character. Oh. You still recognize the yeah, character, yeah. but so, like revamp. Their armor. What would their their uh you know, if they're robots and you intend yeah. for them to stay robots, maybe steampunk them a little bit or something. Dude,
1: that would be cool because when Lux and Zoe first started, they actually had horns and tails and their setting was totally different than what it is now, and I was s- like, I don't like this story. I'm gonna redesign these chicks in a sci-fi setting.
0: So maybe they're they're demons and stuff if yeah, they were maybe to they're, be yeah, in yeah. Yeah. S- fantasy. Well they That's were
1: something- like succubus. Uh,
2: succubi? succubi? Succubi, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Succuba,
1: Yeah, I they were.
2: were. That brings up an interesting point too. One of my uh, so I I went through a huge like um, manga history phase, and I'm really into Osamu Tezuka, who is like the, you know the grandfather of all manga. Um, and one of the things he designed was what he called the actor system. So if you okay. pull a bunch of his comics together, you'll start noticing that he uses the same character design across a bunch of different comics, like. The, the main scientist guy in Astro Boy, he'll appear as a completely different character in another manga he does. So basically he designed a character who was an actor that would then play whatever roles he needed them to play. And I think that's pretty yeah. a fascinating way to, to handle an original character, where instead of like binding them to one universe or one style, you say, well, they're, they're an actor that I've created that plays whatever role I want them to play. Interesting. It That's almost cool. feels
0: Shakespearean in a little way.
1: God damn. Uh-huh. I'm getting, I'm getting like nostalgia depressed about my OCs now that we're talking about them. I'm like, I miss them. Aww. Draw them,
0: draw them. There's nothing preventing you.
1: I know. Dude. What's Plus, wrong with me?
0: I, I think re like designing and or redesigning characters is one of the most fun things to do. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I
1: need to redesign them. I just, I was in the middle of a fucking comic and I was just like, I just dropped it. I Mm -hmm. got to like page seven and then I never continued. And people keep asking like, are you ever going to finish this? I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: hmm.
1: And it's cool, too. I was like, this comic is fucking awesome. It reads really well so far. And it was one of those choose-your-own-adventure comics that I do oh, on my site. Oh, those are fun. Mm-hmm. So people would vote on the out, on the next, you know, page, and I would draw it. And it was actually coming together really well. And then I was just like, Pfft. <laughs> and now I'm like, I miss them.
2: Well, mm. Maybe it's time to revisit.
1: Maybe it's time to draw those girls. Mm-hmm.
2: I know that feeling. I've got all kinds of old OCs that I've just put down. In fact, I had a comic going for a little while that I've recently had to put on hiatus, and I'm already missing them. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, it's weird. It's weird how you
1: get, like, attached yeah. to non... Yeah. You know, it's freaking weird. They're a part of you.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Even my boyfriend asks
2: about them. Aw. I know. <laughs> That's sweet. <It's>
1: strange. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, since we're nearing the 25-minute mark, I think we should kind of touch on the topic that we had in mind for this podcast.
0: Topic? What are you, crazy? I
1: know, I just want to talk about whatever. (laughs) Anyways, the topic was something like, um, building a brand for yourself and how social media plays a huge part in that. Mm. Flux said he had a lot of things to contribute to this topic, so I was like, oh, perfect.
0: Go
2: on. Uh,
0: (laughs) no i mean uh, okay so dealing with the the whole art thing from a from a professional standpoint if it's something that you want to pursue and you're like okay this is what i'm going to sit down and do this is what i'm working towards um especially if you're you know doing what what blue wizard was just talking about where you you know you already have a full-time job and you're like well eventually i want to get away from this and do art full-time blah 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 because that's how we all start Uh um you know Art is usually like a hobby for a while, and then as it takes more precedence, and you decide this is what I actually want to do, then you you transition away from from the um, the corporate atmosphere, so to speak, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, move in towards that. But in order to do that, you need to make yourself recognizable. You need to make sure that people, when they see your art, they're like, oh yeah, that's that's Blue Wizard, or that's his that name kind or, of you
1: know. that kind of ties into what we were just talking about the OC thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Which that's, is what I was
1: trying to do with Lux and Zoe. And I was like, okay, they're not catching on. People don't care. What can I do? And then I made Hizzy and now she's the star.
0: And she became your brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. so now Hizzy's um, my brand. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, people are gonna ask, I know they're already like, oh, I'm gonna type this out. Like, how do I make a character that's instantly likable <laughs> and everybody's gonna love it? The answer is you, you don't necessarily need to. Like, mm-hmm. it, it might take a couple tries. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you may not get it on the first try. You may not like, oh, I poured my whole heart and soul into this character. This is it. This is the one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> usually that forward, means
1: it's not. That's
0: yeah, right. That, fast, that forward, it's not. fast forward six months later to something you just crap out onto your screen in like two hours. And suddenly it's got one and a half thousand likes on Twitter. And you're like, well. Why?
1: Yeah, okay, so I actually, to go a little bit more into that, I figured that out a long time ago. I don't remember why. I think it was Dr. Graveling's character, Sweater Girl. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why? For the longest time, I was like, why? Apparently, he had just doodled her as a sketch in a stream, and everyone lost their minds. And I was like, okay, she's super simple, regular old girl. So let's do a test. I said, let's do a test. I'm going to create a comic with the most simple relatable, boring theme and characters that I can possibly come up with. And then I'm also <laughs> going to throw, I'm also going to throw a dick on them. And then I made Sequoia <laughs> State as a joke, as a joke, my dudes. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> that is a hundred percent fact. And that comic made me put me on the map. That comic put me on the map. Mm. Yeah. And I kind of regret it because I'm like, God, I hate it.
2: Aww. Oh, don't <laughs> say it. I think there are other ways to get there, though. Like I've been. There thinking, are, there are. I'm just saying, like, yeah. that was
1: a test, and I passed.
2: <laughs> yeah, with flying colors, for sure.
1: With fucking flying <laughs> colors, dude. Well, I was but
2: thinking, it was the like, thing. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was thinking, well, what you were talking about like, oh, I'm going to put all my work into this one character, and then that's going to be it, and then crickets, right? Yep, um, yep. I think part of it is being willing to iterate and being willing to constantly go back and revise them. Because I think part of what makes a character lovable is that it's recognizable. And what makes it recognizable is that you've seen it more than once.
1: Yeah. So you keep putting that character out there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're spending 20 hours on one piece. That's that's 19 more times you could have doodled this character Mm -hmm. and put her in front of everybody.
2: Mm -hmm. And then if you keep doing that, you also have the opportunity to refine the design. It's like a Diesel with his character, Susie you know, you, go, mm-hmm. you go back to the old pictures of Susie and she's really kind of nondescript and you know like the germ of what she became is there but <laughs> and
1: as a bonus you can use this opportunity to practice and get better
2: yeah hmm which is the real goal right that is
1: if, yeah for if sure. you look
0: at if you look at my very first iteration of Nalaka, which at the time I was not I was not creating her to be my mascot I just wanted to draw a cute dragon girl that was it mm-hmm and she was drawn as part of a six-image series that had other monster girls. And uh, when I first drew her, like, if you look at that and you look at what she looks like now, it's it's night and day. But as you said, you can see that little kernel of, oh, I see it. I I, I, I recognize Nalika in that picture. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, now she is, quote-unquote, evolved into, into what she is now. Mm-hmm. But, like... The only reason that she became my you know, mascot or whatever you want to call her, um, my most well-known character, is, like, I got a lot of feedback for that. And I was like, everyone kept talking about her. Mm. And I was like, well, why? Why why her? Of all six of these <laughs> different girls, what's so great about her? And, and everyone had a different answer. And so I kind of took in their feedback. I was like, okay, well, I'll draw her again. Mm. They seem to like her. So I'll draw her again doing something different. And and then I did. And I drew her again and again and again. And here we are uh, four or five years later. Um, now she's your brand. And now she's my brand. And, and that's what people know me for. Mm. So, that's probably
1: also why people think you're a girl.
0: Because she's cute.
1: And
2: she's your girl, yeah.
0: Mm. Oh, because c- she's a female. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, oh, maybe. I've gotten that once or twice, too, since I use my succubus lady as my icon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel it's like common. it's such
0: a common thing now. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't. I don't. I don't do that. I don't. I don't immediately associate someone's like. Oh well.
1: Did you just assume my gender?
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I don't see a thing and be like. Honestly, oh, well, I assume a everyone
1: girl. online is a is a guy until proven otherwise.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually just <laughs> said that to somebody today, as a matter of fact, because I found <laughs> out some one of my one of my fans is a girl, and this whole time I've been saying, "Hey, dude. Hey, bro." And I'm like, "Oh, whoops. Sorry." So there are but, no girls
2: um, on the internet. What are you talking about? I know it's yeah. just
0: crazy talk, but um, but yeah. So as far as branding, my biggest advice would be, you know, don't don't lock yourself into one character and think
2: like.
1: Don't this is try gonna... to force it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah
2: that's a yeah, way yeah, more yeah. elegant way of putting it. Yes. Yeah. Iterate. Just keep making stuff, and mm-hmm. as you go, you'll kind of stumble into it. I feel mm-hmm. like. You know,
1: and the reason social media plays such a big part in this half half of this topic is about social media is because I feel like it should be obvious, but maybe it's not. So social media, if you're trying to make a name for yourself and make a business out of your artwork, you need to make sure that people know who you are. They recognize your brand and you are in their face every single day. Like Mm -hmm. that is a gem that that is a gem of advice that Slugbox gave me long time ago, back before he even started drawing ponies, for fuck's sake. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, "Slugbox, how do you get so popular so fast?" And he's the the golden advice he gave me was this: post something every day, even if it sucks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter. If it's trash, you could just sneeze on the piece of paper and post it like it doesn't matter. (laughs) Just make sure (laughs) that you are in everybody's Twitter feed or Tumblr feed or Instagram feed, whatever your weapon of choice is. Make sure they see you every day because people are very forgetful, very fickle. And if you're not making your presence known, they will forget you.
2: And you gave you me to- a pretty good add-on to that advice, which was if you just can't make something that day for whatever reason, dig through your archives, find something, you know, find a gem your new followers might not know about, and mm-hmm. re- exactly. retweet it.
1: Yeah. yeah, or, you know, post something from your hard drive that you drew a long time ago. Hey, look what I drew back in 2003. Haven't I improved? You know, anything like that, even mm-hmm. if it's a picture of your dog, like... Mm -hmm. It's not really something you should do that often, but people like, they want to know you as much as they want to know your art. That is the new thing these days. Mm -hmm. Buying ad space is a freaking archaic practice. It doesn't get you followers that last. It gets you a bunch of traffic and you go, "Ooh, look at all these numbers, but then they're gone. So Mm -hmm. build your fan base. They want to know you as much as they want to know your art.
0: Yeah, people want to connect with the artist just as much as they want to fap to the art itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I, I I received almost the exact same advice from the same person at about the same period of time. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird, but wow. um, yeah. Because I mean, we all let's let's be real here. We all looked up to Slug, but I'm kind of still do. But you know, like he's he's still a phenomenon, and he's <laughs> still damn yeah. good at what he does, uh, and he's still pumping it out every single day. Um, so. You know, I, I took that to heart just as much as what you guys are talking about. And if, even if I don't put out art every day, I still will put out like, you know, hey, guys, if you want to draw, like today, I did a sketch thing. And I was like, you know, I couldn't get my lines to work. So here's a thing that I did. Here's a pro tip for you guys. You know, here's throw down some color, sculpt it into something and do your sketch that way. Mm-hmm. Just something really dumb and small. But as, as he said, it keeps you out there. It mm-hmm. keeps you being seen. And, and some people, folks are going to listen to this and be like, well, you're just hunting for attention. But you, you have to. Duh. That's yeah. the whole <laughs> point of Duh. marketing. Yeah. This, mar-
1: this place that we are residing in is absolutely saturated more and more every single day. It gets harder and harder every single day.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not 1995 anymore. This is not yeah. like, look, I'm new to DeviantArt. Hey, what's your party going on? Like, it's, <laughs> it's not that anymore. It's, hey, I'm a new budding artist. What's that you say? There's about seven point five million more of you, and we're all competing in the same space. Cool. And How do I make only, myself, you know, stand apart? It's not apart? only
1: a new artist either. It's not only a new artist. I bet you, ninety percent of the people who follow any one of us right now, give it a year's time, they will barely even remember.
3: Yep.
0: Mm. So yeah. and you, could, you have to understand, one hour of internet time is like a year. Yeah. Like yes. as, as far as you know, people's <laughs> retention. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) you know, folks, I feel really bad for some of the folks I follow on Twitter because, like, really good artists will be on there and and they barely post. Yeah. And I even I I find even myself, like, you know, they'll post after being inactive for like a month.
2: And you're like, who the
0: hell are you? Exactly. I'm like, who is this guy? And I have to go back to their thing and be like, oh, yeah, you're a really good artist. Where's your stuff? Yeah. Why are you not posting? Yeah. You know? A lot of
1: the time, too, I'll see something like that on Twitter, and I'm like, "Whoa, this guy's really good. I should go follow that guy." Oh, I'm already following him. Someone retweeted this thing from three, <laughs> exactly. three months
0: ago. Exactly. Uh, Someone, yeah, not I'm even
1: the too. artist, not even the artist was the one who retweeted it. Someone <sighs> yeah. else I follow retweeted it, and I'm like, "That, that's not. You gotta, you gotta stay right up on the ass, dude." Mm-hmm.
0: And this doesn't just apply to. Twitter, this and not necessarily yeah, no, not just Twitter. social media, but if you're part of a gallery site like uh, Hentai Foundry or DeviantArt or whatever, wherever it is that you post, Fur Affinity, like make sure that you're posting stuff there too. It doesn't have to be every single day on a gallery site, but it needs to be semi often enough that your followers on there will remember who the heck you are. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, find I kind that- of. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Uh, I just I, I, th- I find that that's very true that like uh, if I go on to Hentai Foundry and somebody I follow posted something on the front page, I'm not just going to look at that artwork. I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I remember them. Let me go look through their gallery, you know, like yeah. that pulls me back in. Yep. Yeah,
1: that's the nice thing about gallery sites. You can't really use them as the same as social media because no. honestly, well, I mean, slower. you. yeah, you kind of can on others. But Hentai Foundry specifically doesn't even have an activity feed. Mm -mm. So it's like, what the hell? So on that site, you have to hustle even fucking harder than anywhere else. Because that shit's not going to be in someone's inbox when they come back next time to Hentai Foundry. It's not going to be waiting for them.
2: Which is really dumb. Totally. (laughs) And stupid. I I have such a love-hate relationship (laughs) with Hentai Foundry. Me too, man. Me too.
1: (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, so that's... Man, um, we just laid it down. We should be being paid by you guys listening for this knowledge.
2: <laughs> I, wanted to, uh, I wanted to throw one small thing in there that that I kind of observed, um, yeah, which yeah. is making sure that your branding is consistent as you can make it. Across by that, I mean your name. So whatever oh, yeah. you're called, be call- if you can help it, be called that or something really close to that everywhere. Yeah. So like on every site but one, I'm Blue Wizard Art. Like... Mm-hmm. Because that way, if somebody searches for that, they're going to find all my shit.
1: Yeah, Dude, I googled myself the other day, and I seen your podcast pages. <laughs> that is some damn good SEO. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to pick your brain I'm, for that one. I'm
2: just putting the shit out and tagging it and like making sure. Damn. To, like, <laughs> like So whenever I make a podcast episode, I I'd write detailed show notes.
1: You know Here. what it is, probably? Because that's not linking to an actual adult website. So it's archived way better.
2: That's probably part of it, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Google <laughs> hates adult stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. It does. It makes duck it ten times better. harder for us. Yeah. Um, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. It had something to do with what you just said. Oh, um, I remember now. Um, I've had a lot of folks over the years, because I've made no secret about the fact that I really don't like my my chosen artist name anime vlog oh.
3: <laughs> because uh, yeah. and i've talked
0: about this on the podcast before but i mean it's, yeah. it's a name i chose when i was like 14 or 15 uh-huh. so it's it's literally been 20 years Whoops! and yeah <laughs> whoops <laughs> thanks thanks a lot teenage me so uh but it's been so long and i've been operating under that name that now i'm stuck with that branding for the same uh-huh. reason you just gave because if i were to switch things up now it's, oh no no! You no can't. one would have a freaking clue who I am. They'd be like, "Who's this poser who's trying to be Anime Flux?" And I'm like, "No, I am Anime Flux." <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So, if uh, uh, addendum to that, if you're out there and you're trying to be a budding artist and you're establishing your brand, make sure it's a name that you're gonna like ten or twenty years from now. Don't yeah. make the same mistake I did. Yeah. I
1: didn't even pick mine.
2: No, yours someone was picked someone else of picked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine I thought very long and hard ha ha, ha about it like <laughs> <laughs> good one. Nailed it. No. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I thought very carefully about uh, the name I was going to choose and so and so now I know that like no matter what happens like I'm going to be happy with it because it has meaning to me and it's unique and it's fun.
0: Cool.
2: So yeah, think about that shit.
0: Yeah. Um. mm.
1: Yeah, we're forty minutes. Uh, Do you want to maybe say the awkward question now because we like to do that?
0: Oh boy, I'm so excited. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) what is? Wait, you asking me? Because I don't know it.
1: No, I mean all of us. So. Oh, cool. Every podcaster, so we try to answer a question. We answer questions from fans, obviously normal, regular art questions, but. We also try to do one really weird disturbing question. Mm -hmm. Just to freak Uh, the
0: other person out.
1: (laughs) Just to embarrass ourselves and laugh. So I didn't come up with one, but someone in my chat actually had a a joke question that I think might be fun. Okay, so. Okay. What's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you in your entire life in bed? From dreamer out there, <laughs> fuck you, dreamer! Oh, fuck you, dreamer!
0: Shit. <laughs> and um, mine's
1: a mine is a girl one, so it's even more disgusting. Oh some, no!
0: I need some minutes to think about
2: this for a minute. Uh, yeah, a lot of embarrassing things have happened to me. Uh, oh God. boy! <laughs> which, be one, <laughs> which one's the worst?
1: Apparently, okay, okay, I've got one. I've got one. Okay, yeah, go for it. I'm trying okay. to think which one okay, for me is so worse. Okay, so for me,
2: uh, this is it's. It's actually, it's not one isolated instant, but, but like this running joke between my wife and I. Um, so as, for as long back as we were dating, um, whenever we would get like really frisky and start making out, for whatever reason, my body like decides that's the time it needs to go into like digestion overdrive. So my chest, <laughs> my chest will start making this like, it, it sounds like I'm about to burp, but I don't burp. It just makes this growling noise. And so okay. we named it the chest monster. And so, Aww. yeah, so whenever we would make out, it's like, oh, and the chest monster's here. That's good. So, but the first, like, five times I was, like, mortified. I was like, I am the most unsexy date. This is terrible. Dude, that I'm is not even, em- that's
1: not embarrassing. Come on, give us something juicier. Do something nasty. Give <laughs> I was going to say, shit. like,
2: God damn, that's really tame. That is. Uh, I mean, I don't know. To me, it was, it, I'm measuring it by my subjective embarrassment. At it
1: right because I was trying I to guess. be all smooth or whatever and it just I don't know it fucking <laughs> mortified me. Aww, I've got oh,
2: a few. Oh, I have but
0: one, I'm, but it was for- not. Oh, okay. Do it. Go for it. Go. Okay, it's. I don't know if I would call it embarrassing, but it was the scariest fucking thing that's ever happened. Quote in bed. But um, I've
1: got one of those.
0: I was I was a teenager. I was a dumb high schooler. Uh-huh. And I uh, was going out with this girl, and we were at her house, and uh, we were in her room with the door closed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why her parents trusted us to do that, but hey, whatever. So we were doing our thing, and uh, we thought her parents had gone to bed, like taking a nap. Oh, no. And, uh, and whatever. Because there was no noise coming from the Wait other room. Wait a minute. The TV oh, on. no. Did I tell you this? S-
1: you said this one before.
0: Did I? Well, it was still counts. I mean, this is the scariest fucking thing that ever happened.
1: But don't you have anything, like, weird or gross or...
0: Uh, there was a weird one with... <laughs> one time with my ex-wife where we were doing Okay, stuff tell, them and, uh,
1: tell them both. Tell
0: them both. Uh, do you want me to go back to the other one?
1: Go back to the first one and then tell the other one. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. She so rudely interrupted me.
1: Sorry. Um, you t- said that one, though. You okay, said that on so the podcast, too. <laughs> finish
0: up Finish up the scary one. Uh, I was getting a blowjob. And then, out of nowhere, the door bursts open and her <laughs> dad... Her dad walks in, and I don't know what kind of flash reflexes we had to just cover up and not be completely obvious about what was just happening, but he did notice and said nothing. He just said what he wanted to say when he came in there to, I think he was telling us, like, a dinner would be ready at a certain time or something. And Holy then crap. Dude. left and closed the door, and I was just like... I don't think my heart has ever beat that hard <laughs> before, because this Dude, is the kind of man who, had he known what was happening, would have probably killed me. So Okay,
1: but on, on the one hand, in my experience, through my own dad and my friend's dads, dads are the fucking Mac Daddy Kings of denial and snapping their fingers. That did not just happen. That is so dad. He mm-hmm. probably knew, but he was probably like,
0: nope, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, that that guy's a good kid. He wouldn't He's do a that good with kid. my daughter. And I'm just like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway okay. So fuck, that was dude. the scary one. the The gross one is a simple like, haha, whatever. But it was still like, oh, come on. But um, my ex-wife and I were doing stuff in bed and and it involved uh, sex toys. Mm-hmm. And then the goddamn cat jumps up on the bed no! and starts, like, licking the sex toy. We're like, get no! out of here. That's disgusting. <laughs>
3: Always oh, kick the one cat of those.
1: out.
0: Yeah. yeah. Always kick the of cat out. Yeah. Damn pets. Oh,
1: boy. Fucking God. Okay, I've got two then. I've got two gross. One of them is just fucking gross. I can't believe I'm going to tell this to, like, who, however many people listen to this. But apparently it Nobody's happens to lots of you. girls. No, <laughs> no. This is real life, okay? This <laughs> podcast is uncensored, uncut, fully transparent, shit-posting bullshit, okay? This is real. This is real life. Okay, so. Do it. Apparently this happens to a lot of girls, but at, me at the time, I didn't know. And it was... It was, it was so mortifying, Mm. but for some reason, every time something really fucked up happens between me and my man in the bed, we're just like, oh, well, (laughs) we get right back into it. I mean, that's how you
2: have to, like, yeah, you're humans with bodies, bodies are gross.
1: Yeah. (laughs) On that note, I guess I have three, but I'll keep them short. So one of them was we were having sex in the car. Uh, I, Uh, you know, he was in the driver's seat. I was straddling and, you know, fucking going. He wasn't driving, was he? No, 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 we were parked. Good. <laughs> Anyways, I popped up and went back down, and his... This is going to make you guys cringe. Oh,
0: I know his, what's happening. I know what's about to happen.
1: <laughs> is dick bent in half oh,
0: shut up
1: <laughs> like ah, she shut your was, mouth he god was like oh my god and i was this we were, you we, broke were it new off. To, we were new <laughs> we were very new in our relationship and i was panicking i was like oh my god oh my god are you okay and he was like breathing heavy he was like sweating he's like oh my god oh my god and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry you need to t- drive you to the hospital like what do we do and he's like oh it's okay it's all right oh just give me a minute and then, you know, he's like, okay, we're, we're ready. Let's right, keep put going. put it back in. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm so sorry. Of he's like, he's oh, sure, damn. All that. Anyways, that was one. The second uh-huh. one is just bad. So we were having sex and I was like, okay, something feels a little weird. And he's like, yeah, I feel that too. I was like, all right, I'll be right back. I go to the bathroom. <laughs> I have a tampon in. Oops. And I'm like, no yeah. way. No yeah. way. And I Wait, was how did so know? I don't know. I don't know, dude. Oh. Like I was still because we we have period sex. We've been together at that point for like three or four years. We don't care, sure. and I don't even. I don't use tampons that often. That's why I maybe I just didn't. I didn't think about it. Mm. So we were doing it, and it was like kind of dry. And I'm like, oh, this feels a little weird. He's like, Yeah, something's weird. Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so I was like, Oh, got a tampon in there. Sorry, that's really gross. Uh, we could brain check this if you want He's like no way and i'm like okay (laughs) so we just kept going like you know
2: like whatever and
1: uh oh my god i can't believe i just said that on a podcast anyways um third one is (laughs) it's more funny than it is gross i mean at the time i was like oh my god but then i was like ah whatever so he was sitting on the chair we were in the living room and i was we were you know, doing stuff. I was naked, he was naked. I was down on my knees doing the beach and uh <laughs> we, we just got our dog like a
2: oh, few no. weeks Here we before. Go.
1: <laughs> I was fully nude, all fours, and I feel this cold
3: oh, God. oh no sudden,
1: <laughs> like poke right right on the button, dude, like <laughs> dead aim target right <laughs> on the butthole.
0: And I'm like,
3: What
1: the <laughs> fuck was that? I turned around a <laughs>
3: second Oh
1: my Nose god! Right my oh my god! Like, oh my god! Bad dog! Bad Jupiter! <laughs> no, <And> we got <laughs> it. We and My boyfriend was like, "Oh my god, this is so awkward." Now I'm like, "No, it's fine." I put him in the kennel, and, and I was like, "Let's keep going."
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! that's Your amazing. boyfriend's like, "Ah, oh, it's even hotter." All right. <laughs> oh my
1: god! Like, dude, every time something weird happens during sex, it's like whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Ugh.
2: Oh, man. Well, now I feel bad, because I've only told one story that wasn't even that gross, and you guys... That was a
1: weak story. I'm You're... not going to All right, lie. all right,
2: all right. So, I'll tell another one. It's I don't know. I don't think it's, <laughs> one, I don't yeah, think it's, it's it that...
1: good. make like... it good. I don't
2: think that's that fantastic, but whatever, as far as embarrassing and scary things that have happened during sex, like... <laughs> the one time my wife was pegging me I bled and that was really terrifying Ow. and embarrassing I she didn't hurt me at all it was just that we hadn't prepped quite as well and the the
1: oh yeah the That'll lining
2: like... the lining in there is just it's real it's a super thin membrane like yeah. all it's going to yeah. take is a little bit of a scratch and that's probably all it was like I had no pain there was no problems there was just blood and we were like okay well, just to be safe we're going to stop whatever but still it was so mortifying it was like oh come on man eh,
1: I mean that's happened to me too
0: oof I would oof I'd be very worried if I was doing that and there was blood all of a sudden. Yeah.
1: And it's da- it's also dangerous because you can get a really bad infection that's
0: that way. That's why I would be afraid. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, not worried about me. I'm worried about, you know, my girlfriend or yeah. who, you know, whoever. Not only,
1: like, you know, that's, sorry to put a damper on this conversation, but that's uh-uh. why HIV is so easily transferable between gay men because they're doing anal all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And the yeah.
1: butt is such a sensitive area. Yeah. And it rips so easily. So anything can get in. Not only that, but, like, even a... Little tiny poop particle can get in there and you get a fucking blood infection. Like, dude, please prep for anal. Yeah. yeah PSA. Pro tip kids, no, we, hit, no, uh,
2: we had just <laughs> uh, we got really excited and moved a little too fast. Yeah, you
1: gotta be it's not like it is in porn, my dudes. You oh, gotta yeah. prep hell no. You gotta yeah, it's Well, that's the
2: thing real. that porn yeah. doesn't show you is that before the shoot, she's spending, you know, freaking forever warming herself up and getting ready. Like,
1: enemas, yeah. stretching, all that lube. Yeah, yep. it's.
0: They don't show you that part. No, in porn, the plumber <clears throat> just comes right in and, and <laughs> bends it over, and that's that. <laughs> of course, pizza the boy. plumber. Yeah, the, the pizza pizza Cable guy. guy.
1: You order an extra-large sausage.
2: (laughs) Dude, have you ever seen, uh, I don't even know if this is still online, but there was a series that was called, uh, I think it was called Porn Without the Porn. Or something like that? Yeah, and there's se- a
1: guy who's, like, eating corn. He's like, blah, 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 blah And there's, like, little <laughs> corn pieces flying.
2: Okay, like- I have no idea about that. But this was a series oh. a guy did. That's hilarious, though. No, this was a series <laughs> that was, like, basically they would they would film the entire setup for a cheesy porn. Uh-huh. And then something would abort it. Um, okay. And it would usually be oh, something, like, really great. funny or really... I'll see if I can find it. But the one I remember was, uh, it was called uh, Nailing Your Wife. And it was, it had Arya Giovanni in it, which immediately had my interest because I've always had a hard-on for her. Mm. But, so she's playing, there's this construction site and she's playing the foreman's wife or whatever. And, you know, the foreman is kind of giving this employee shit or whatever. And he's like, oh God, whatever. And then the wife comes out to seduce the employee, blah, blah, blah. So she gets on her knees and it's looking like she's about to be Jim. Well, the guy had a nail gun in his hand. Um, oh God! And so it's called nailing your wife because in the throws of ecstasy, <laughs> he accidentally puts a nail through her head. Uh, oh no, Jesus! <laughs> it's it's like more it's it's terrible but also funny. Like it, you, you have to watch it because it's really great comedic timing because like you see it coming.
1: You got to link that later, man. Uh,
2: all right, let me hang on. Let me grab a little notebook. No, not real quick. right now. Yeah, not yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. I'm, I, I just need to remind myself to even send it to you, so I'm gonna do okay, that. Okay, write right. it down. All right, yeah. The the reminder I'm gonna take is made. this
1: time. I'm going to take this time uh, before we get on to the actual Q&A part to thank Koopa Networks once again.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: if it wasn't for Koopa Networks, and I feel dirty saying this because I'm, I'm uh, you know, half of the owner of the company, but we set out to make Koopa Networks because through my own struggles and the struggles of my friends that I've seen, pretty much, I'm talking about you, Flux, um, mm-hmm. people need a better option they when you get banned on your paypal or tumblr kicks you off or twitter is like hey no that's sensitive like it's so demoralizing it's so horrible it makes you like why am i even doing this whatever whatever i don't know even where to start and through my own experience we created koopa to help artists have to uh able we made it so that hopefully artists won't have to go through that Experience alone and be like, well, maybe I should just get a regular job, a nine to five. Maybe this is too hard to do. And that's Which kind of is why Koopa was the point that
0: I was almost at when it happened to me. So, exactly. Yeah.
1: So Flux's PayPal got canned. Something mm-hmm. happened and he wasn't able to, because he was taking commissions. That's how he made a living. Yep. And his only source of income was completely gone. And we were not even that close at that time. We weren't even that good of friends, but you were venting to me and I... You were two fucking seconds away from just deleting your accounts, going back into the corporate world and getting a job. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, 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 no. And I was messaging with Mike during this. I'm like, because Koopa wasn't even it was only a, an idea at that time. It was a
0: concept. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> we were just starting. We were getting all our business paperwork together. We didn't even have a proof of concept yet, except my own site as on its own. And I was like, Mike, we I don't want Flux to you know, do that. That's not fair. It's. It's not fair that someone can't can't make a business out of what they love, blah blah blah. Can I please offer him a spot? You know, I know that we don't have a lot to show right now. Maybe he'll accept our offering of kind of being our guinea pig, not in a mm-hmm. bad way, but.
0: No, it Flux, worked out great.
1: Flux accepted, yeah, and here he is now.
0: It saved my ass. It saved my career, and and this is the thing. Like, <clears throat> we're not just doing this plug to be like, <laughs> look at our company, but like, this is a, this is this is a thing that we see constantly to this day like every every other week someone comes along and they're like oh fucking paypal just banned me or patreon's got a scare going on again where they might ban adult artwork or tumblr is being asshats and they're they're not allowing outside links or they're banning accounts because of stupid crap this is a constant problem (laughs) for all adult artists and we keep skirting around it we keep tiptoeing around the problem and saying well I'll just close my eyes and hope to God it doesn't happen to me. And that's all fine and well until it does happen to you. And then what? Yeah. So I, uh, the whole reason that I, that I accepted other than, you know, I was like, well, it's either this or, you know, back to retail, not retail, but like, you know, office job. Um, the whole reason I did it is because this space allows me to continue what I'm doing. It's uh, I get fair pay. Uh, no one owns my stuff. I still retain all the rights to my stuff. I get to work alongside like-minded, cool artists. Um, <clears throat> I have excellent fucking security, thanks to Mike.
1: Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean Mike we all do. Mac Daddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, there would be no Koopa without Mike. He goes so underappreciated, but. Mike is the fucking backbone that holds this whole company together.
0: Yes, and for those who are wondering, who is this? Who is this Mike that we're talking about? He's he's the other owner of the company. Is he? He. And that's Q. Yeah, he's, Bob not Bob he's
1: not an artist. Bob Barbecue. He's not an artist, but he is. He's honestly, I say this in the most humbly way ever, but he is more important than that. Yeah, he he kind of gets down on himself because oh, I'm not an artist. People don't care about my opinion, but it's it's bullshit. If it wasn't for Mike, Cooper wouldn't even have become a thing at all.
0: Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, well, I'm, I'm interested in this or whatever, like hit us up, hit us on Twitter, you know, whatever. Um, because it's this is for artists. This is exactly why we exist. We're not trying um, to get
1: rich off this. We just want to make this a safer won't. space. We, <laughs> we absolutely me, we will not.
0: <clears throat> there are easier <clears throat> ways to get rich if that was our if that was our goal. Yeah. So,
1: we just want to make it easier and safer and better and this is our community. This is what we call home. This is my life now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, we're trying to make it as good as we can for everyone else out there.
2: I think it's fucking you know, awesome yeah. that you guys
0: do that too. It's Aww, pretty cool, thanks, it, dude. <laughs> It's not it's not just a business thing either. Like when we're we all chat, we all talk to each other every single day, and not just because like, we, like I said, we not because to, we work yeah. together. Like, we we chat and we bullshit in, in Discord, and we're like, hey, look at this stupid meme that we just saw, or whatever. <laughs> like, and and uh, as far as work-related stuff, uh, we have meetings every single week to make sure that the company's moving forward, <laughs> that we're all doing our part to make sure that it is moving forward. Because there's a whole lot of stuff that is in the works that we can't talk about right now, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. gonna be badass when it comes to fruition. Uh, just like everything else, it takes time. So,
1: and that's that's kind of what's different about Koopa because there are other artist networks out there, mm-hmm. but none of them do what Koopa does. Okay, we as far are for the coll- community aspect. Yeah, we're a collaborative effort. Yeah. It's not just about the owners of the business. Like, we don't even see ourselves as the owners. We're all in this together, kind of. That sounds so cheesy. Sorry, my voice is getting all scummy. But yeah, anyways, we're going to be promoting Koopa more in this podcast, so
0: yeah. Sorry, not sorry. No, I I think it's fucking (laughs) awesome, and you're
2: well within your rights because you've built something beautiful with that, and I think it's so amazing that it's so community-oriented. You know, yeah. It's something I've talked about on my show before that I want to see more is, is adult artists teaming up and, and mm-hmm. building each other yeah. up and promoting each other and feeding off each other just for inspiration, let alone business. Yeah, yeah. What I was going to say earlier
0: is, like, not only do we talk to each other every day and do the whole, like, hey, look at this dumb gift that I saw or whatever, but, like, I've gotten better with my art skill and stuff just over the last three to six months because I'll go back and forth with Hizzy and I'll be like, hey, what do you think of this anatomy? Or how can I get faster at this? And likewise, she'll show me a sketch she's working on. She's like, something's off with this leg, but I don't know what it is. Can you redline this for me? And that's the whole thing. We all try to work with each other and on each other. And I know that sounds weird, but like, you 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 like, you want to see each <laughs> other succeed, so we try to like give each other help. If that makes yeah. any sense.
2: That's so awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, I guarantee I wouldn't be as far along now if I didn't have that kind of, like, um, you know, friendly critique and stuff at my disposal. Me too.
1: And not to so. get too too sappy, but y'all, you, you guys, I've met some of the best friends I'll ever have through this, so. Yeah,
0: likewise. Mm. Yep. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: anyways ah, on to the questions you for now being a friend
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: he's my brother <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just need roll, roll credits with everyone jumping freeze frame in the air <laughs> Anyway, Don't play. you
2: forget about Get me? about me? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> God damn it. Uh, okay, enough of that. All right, let's move All on right. to the Q and A, and then we'll wrap up this you got podcast because we we just hit the hour mark. So I've got some few uh, few good questions from my members. Flux, I think you've got a couple. Most of them. I've are got jokes, a couple but, Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, what um, about you,
1: Alistar? Got anything?
2: I I got one question, and I wasn't crazy about it. All okay. right, we'll
1: skip it. We'll skip it.
2: We'll skip that.
1: <clears throat> Flux, uh, go ahead and ask one of yours.
0: Want me to do mine? Okay. Um, I'll do the serious one first, because I actually have an answer for it. Um, so this comes in... Wait. Oh, God. It disappeared into the ether. Hang on one second. Uh, <laughs> oh, God.
1: Damn it! We practiced!
0: I know. I'm sorry. I had the question right we here. You had one job. That. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This comes in from Nix Alcaria, and it says... Uh, it's kind of a long question, so here we go. What drives you to go to such lengths for your fan base? You push updates out with massive volumes of variations all at once, and you worry yourself over being a little late some days. Sometimes I feel like your devotion is more masochistic beyond the point of saying, I want to keep and expand my fan base.
1: Wow.
3: Mm. Yeah. So That's
0: num- a
1: dope question.
0: So number one, you're right. Uh, it is a little bit masochistic and my my sanity and health do suffer for this and it's it's my fault. I do this to myself. Um, the short answer is I'm this is a business. I, it's a business. I'm really grateful for my fan base. I bust my ass to to reach as many people as I can, and obviously to make money. <clears throat> and now that that's starting to happen, I'm terrified of it slipping away.
3: Mm. So
0: it's kind of kind of uh, hitting on what we said earlier. If you're, if you're uh, hitting while the, the iron is hot, so to speak, you know, you're, you're, the, the members are coming in and they're looking at your stuff, then-
1: You don't want to leave.
0: Don't, I don't want that momentum to stop. Yeah. So, because as we said, people are fickle. So, pretend that I you know I release every week. That's that's my thing. I do once a week, and um, pretend that I skip a week. I know immediately if I do that, whether I say I'm sorry, whether I make an apology or not, I know I'm gonna lose members because someone is going to be like, "Well, fuck this guy. He can't stick to his own schedule that he has publicly said that he'll do." So, there have been a few times where I've been late by a day or two, and I felt terrible about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, life happens, and I get it, and it's gonna happen. I'm not saying I won't be late in the future, like, I can't control what life throws at me. Mm -hmm. But I do my best to stick to a schedule, because, I mean, this is a job. So, if you are, you know, working at a desk, or you're in a cubicle, or wherever it is, and your boss comes up to you and says, I want this report on my desk by 5 p.m., and you deliver that report the next day, you're probably fired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, this isn't quite as dramatic a situation, but I treat it that way because I take this very seriously. Mm -hmm. And I want people to be happy, as dumb as that sounds. Like, I want to make people happy so they'll come back.
1: On that note, I know that everyone down to the bone right now who actually takes the time of their day to listen to our podcast, you guys are die hard supporters you love flux you love me i mean you're a supporter and you don't care we know that you don't care if we're late we know that it's like oh you know it's fine you're a person everyone you know everyone it's life it's real okay we know you understand but you have to also understand that you while you are amazing and we appreciate you and we've met amazing people that are social they love us for who we are they love us as much as they love our art but a giant handful of our actual subscribers are not social people. They are there for the porn. They're there to get their nut off. They, You guys, unfortunately, are the minority. We know you love us. We know you'll always be there to support us, but we have this big elephant in the room that we have to please as well. So that's why mm. we get so paranoid and anxious about it.
0: It's true. That's, yeah. that, that, that is it in a nutshell. Um, I, I, and, and it's uh, unfortunately it's unfortunate you, you it really you is, fans it, are,
2: it speaks to the wider problem in our culture of having a mechanistic expectation of people's productivity and a sort of mechanical understanding of creativity and it's a little well, heartbreaking you,
0: t- you have the internet to thank for that because the internet is well. everything at your fingertips now 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 now
1: well and so. honestly I just had to put this out there on the silver lining. If it wasn't for the subscribers who actually support us and love us and they hang out in our discords, they buy us gifts off our wish list. They they communicate with us. They're social. They're amazing. They some of them have become friends. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for you guys, we I fucking wouldn't be doing this. It is yeah. a demoralizing swamp of sludge having to just freaking wade through the people who are just there for one reason. They don't well, care about you. You're an art monkey. But on the on the flip side, like I said, the silver lining—if it wasn't for subscribers and supporters and fans and amazing people like you guys who are listening now, because mm-hmm. if you didn't care about us, you wouldn't listen to our podcast. Let's be real. Yeah. If it wasn't for you guys, I personally probably wouldn't have been able to stick this out and keep doing this.
0: Yeah, mm. same. It, it it's a very thankless job, and I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, my job is so hard." Like, no, I, no, I no, love no. what I do, but there are a lot of hurdles to it that still I think a job. lot of people don't yeah, really it's still feel a job about think about. Yeah, and and on that note like you were talking about you know the, the people who view us as art monkeys there's definitely that aspect of it but then there's the the official channels that we constantly have to deal with every single day like companies like you know PayPal or whatever being like well you can't do that that's adult or you know, or, <laughs> yeah. um, you know everyone's terms of service that's constantly working against our field
1: there's <sighs> a lot of angles it. to it to this job yeah about the light
0: yeah. tumbler on fire <laughs>
1: that's yeah. well enormous. that's a dumpster fire it's already been lit dude
0: it's been lit it just refuses <laughs> to quit burning yeah. yeah it's like that it's like that coal fire out in Pennsylvania that will be continue to burn for the next like hundred years that's mm-hmm. pretty uh, much it
1: yeah anyways that was a really good question thank you uh, what's yeah his thank his name? you a- Nyx Nick's. Nick's. thank yep. you oh, that was um, a good question let me see if I've, I'm, pre- I'm assuming all of our answers to that question are the same so we don't need to go over it again mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> okay you said it all
1: yeah. All right. Let's hit up a more lighthearted uh, yes. question. Um, let me see what I've got here. Uh, la, 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 la. Did that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one's kind of fun, and it doesn't involve art, but it's it's cool. All right. Apex Predator asks, because he's curious, what is our favorite sci-fi movie of all time? Mm. I know mine.
2: <laughs> Say it.
1: Dude, the fifth element, duh.
2: Hell yeah.
1: Coming <laughs> Mame!
2: God, that is such a come fucking Coming, coming, Kame
3: That's
0: so good. Oh my god, that How is green. such How a good green. movie. How green? Spring green? <laughs> green like crystal.
1: I yeah, never I'm felt kidding. like this before. Yeah, swear, swear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never so felt like this
0: good.
2: before. <laughs> so fucking good. God, I love that, that movie. Love this that is Chris movie. Tucker's
0: best role as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. His fucking nothing noodle pompadour. Comes, <laughs>
1: nothing even comes <laughs> close. <called. laughs> it's like a macaroni right <laughs> on his face. It is. It's a straight up
2: macaroni. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, Whoever to came to up with that, like the costume oh, designers shit. in that movie were fucking yeah. mint. Oh yeah, man, I,
0: I was at um Comic Con or not Comic Con, I was at um where the fuck Dragon Con in uh-huh. Atlanta uh, a few years ago and somebody came in as Ruby Rod and oh, they, I thought yes! it was Chris Tucker. I was like, holy shit, the like the dude didn't just do the the, the dress so to speak perfectly he, was doing but, the like, walk? he did the what he looked exactly <laughs> like Chris <laughs> Tucker. Oh, what and a he legend. he was in character, he was he was <laughs> Chris Tucker
3: Holy I was shit, like, God yeah,
0: dude. Damn, what that is hero. commitment.
1: Did you take a picture with him, please? Of course, uh,
0: no, not with him, but I took a picture of him
2: and he did the pose and everything. He was like,
1: Yeah uh, like that's <laughs> great. The best
2: way to cosplay is to like a yeah. character. Like, Get
1: into the character, yeah, not just dress yeah. as them, but be them.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's a blast. Oh, that's cool. That's so fucking cool. I'll tell what about, what you about you guys? As far as me, I, my gut reaction is to say Empire Strikes Back. I'm a huge Ooh. Star Wars fanatic. Um, it's yeah. like top three fandoms for me. It's been there since I was a kid. Like my mom, when I was like six years old, sat me down and, and showed me the whole OT. Uh-huh. And that was nice. it. That was it. And I've been into Star Wars ever since. I've watched every movie. I've read tons and tons of the books. I, I have a lot of feelings about Star Wars. And uh you know, growing up, Return of the Jedi was my favorite, but as I've kind of gotten older and gotten a little more nuanced of an understanding, uh, Empire Strikes Back has really become special to me, and it's just—that's yeah.
1: awesome. Yeah, Ugh, I wish I was a Star Wars buff. I'm not, though. Like, my mom did the same. My dad was a real big Star Wars fan. My mom was a Star Trek fan, and I oh, was no. just kind of like, I don't really fit into either of these. And mm. then my mom started watching this show on Sci-Fi Channel called Farscape, and I was like, oh, yeah. yes, oh, I've heard like good that about, was yeah. my sh. That was my jam. Was I Henson. loved that show.
3: Yep.
1: Well, no wonder I liked it, dude. Mm, of course. Of... That was my shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Flux, I, your uh... answer. I'm assuming the same as mine. Who, me? Yeah.
0: No, I mean, Fifth Element really? is defi- definitely up there. Uh, if we're talking sci fi, actually, my favorite is the second Alien movie. Aliens. Oh, that's <gasps> a good one. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I love that movie. Um, it's just. It's everything I liked about the first movie, but a little less serious and a little more badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah, uh, the two just guys, go well uh, together. Yeah. I
1: think I have to change my answer to uh, b- Avatar. Shut up. Shut up. This is <laughs> the best movie ever.
2: Shut up.
0: You mean The Last Airbender, right? You know, the Shyamalan masterpiece. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. God, that's so disappointing. I didn't even bother. I watched the Nostalgia Critic review, and that was good enough for me. I saw the trailer, and that told (laughs) me
2: everything I knew. Okay, so, uh, interesting. You mentioning the the fact that you liked Aliens um, Mm -hmm. better than Alien, I wanted to ask a similar question. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you prefer Terminator or T2? T2. Ooh, T2, yeah, T2. Unquestionably. See, I'm the unpopular opinion. I like the first one better. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's, yeah.
1: So if I it's a choice like, between the like, two, though, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I, I just like hearing people's reasons and like fielding that question to people because you learn a lot about what people value in a movie that way. Well, here's it's the more weird memorable.
1: thing. T2 was more memorable to me.
2: It, it was it was more
0: memorable for me. Oddly enough, I saw T2 first mm. because me too. I was I was a kid like a little kid when Terminator One came out. And my yeah. parents, for whatever reason, didn't let me watch that, even though I saw fucking Robocop when I was six years old. And I'm Aww. like, was, was <laughs> scarred forever. <laughs> but um, but still badass. But anyway, like, I saw Terminator 2, and I was like, I mean, let's be real here. James Cameron did such a damn good job with that movie, oh, and yeah. the special effects still hold up now. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. So,
0: yeah. so it's it's hard for me to view a spectacle like that and not immediately, you know, hold that in high regard. I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're well. both phenomenal films. Mm-hmm.
1: Did we want to do one more or you guys think we're good? We're at an hour yeah, and 11 let's, minutes. Let's do
0: one more. I can do this one more. Is, this is a good one. All right. Um, do you have any more on your end or do you want me to pick something?
1: I do, but you can pick.
0: Okay. Um... Actually, I don't have any more that are as fun as that one. If
2: you have one that's about that same kind of fun, then do it.
1: Um,
3: most of, uh, the I question most I joking. got was
2: actually kind of fun. I wasn't sure, like, w- w- the tone you guys wanted, so I was like, well, I don't know if that's what you are Yeah, go for it, for. man. Go yeah. for so, it. Really, it's question, yeah. The question I got was from uh, Music Mondays with Marcus, who's a buddy of mine, and he mm-hmm. wanted to know um, what your biggest, like, fanboy or fangirl moment at a con was. Like... I guess oh, I guess just going to be me. I think me, I guess. just
1: said the Ruby Rod one. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> I guess that answers that one. But what about you, Izzy? Uh, well, are, like I talk about us fanboying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like just yeah. When you fanboyed or fangirled out. Oh, really I are. got a bigger one than that. But we can also, if if you've had a fan at a con approach you, that could be interesting. So we can that take a. That also both happened. Uh, Whoa! Am I the only person here? Hizzy, you haven't been to a con, have you?
1: I've got—I don't go to cons like you do, but I've got one from a con I went to that made me nearly nearly puke. Uh, Okay. Oh fuck. It was uh, Emerald City Comic Con in 2015, and Erica Moen and Spike and all those adult artists who are like the legends of the of the industry, kind of in in the progressive way, were doing Mm -hmm. a whole panel. I'm sure, have you guys heard of those guys? Th- those folk yeah, girls? Yeah, yes. Oh,
2: but I, I I'm, I'm familiar with Erica Moen.
1: Okay, so they were doing a panel and I, <laughs> this is stupid. I'm so socially fucking awkward. I have a serious social anxiety. People probably don't know that, but it was so bad. So they were doing a panel and I actually stood in line on the mic because they were taking questions from the crowd. And I was like, really? I've kind of got a question, but I'm so shy, I don't know. And when it came my turn, I was looking them in the eye, I was down on the floor, they were up on the stage, and I was like, uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, and, like, I asked my question, I don't even remember what it is now, and I just, the only thing, unfortunately, I, the only thing I remember is that, unfortunately, they did not have an answer to my question that they could say, you know, in, on solid ground, they, they didn't know, they knew They knew as little as I did about about what I asked, mm-hmm. and, uh, I just remember being sick I was shaking, I was Aww. breathing, I was sweating. Dude, I was wow. sweating, like my, my voice was trembling. I was like, um. so yeah, you know, it was like that. And <laughs> that was like, not only was I <laughs> fangirling, I was also just hideously crippled by my social anxiety. Cause you know, the room is full oh, and yeah, I'm yeah. on the mic. It was like a mega strange fright it's just moment. a bunch
0: of nerds. You don't have to worry I about know, it. I know,
1: I know, but I'm weird. This is why I don't go so, to cons at all, social man. Social anxiety is a bitch. Yeah. This is why I'd, I'd be, petrified sitting behind a table at a con. It, it oh, it's shakes. It's way me,
0: different because not everyone in the room staring at you all at the same time when you're sitting behind an artist table. I Only guess like that's two true. or three people are staring at you. Yeah so. and you've got the table between biggest. you and them. Yeah you okay. can hide behind your sketchbook or something if you're really you know whatever or pretend oh. you're looking on your phone.
1: But what yeah. was cool during that same con, I was browsing the artist alley and I'm like, okay, I'm not really a Western artist. There's a lot of Western artists there and I was like mm-hmm. I'm not really familiar with any of these guys And I was walking up and down each aisle, and I was like, oh my God, Art of Carmen. I know her. I've talked to her on Tumblr. She knows who I am. I walk up to the table. It's like really loud. There's all kinds of people. I'm like, it's me, Hizakt. And like, I was like, super fangirling. And she's like, oh, Hizakt, that's so cool. And we like hugged, and she gave me like free sleeves for my prints. I bought a couple prints off of her. And it was real sweet. Apparently, she lives really near me, too. She lives, I think, in a. Well, she lives in Washington, like, a, a couple cities away, and I was... That was kind of fangirl. I was like, oh, my God, finally someone I know here! That's so cool! Oh,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, that's cool.
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, sorry. On to the next. Do you guys have better stories?
2: <laughs> uh, Alatar, you go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got two. One kind of like yours, Hizzie. Uh, I, uh was at the middle tennessee anime convention years and years and years ago and uh, i walked past this booth and i recognized the art and it's uh i don't know if either of you are familiar with her she used to be big on deviantar uh misa what's her name on da this sounds familiar Um Melissa sure. somerville um she's not as big on da anymore she's moved on to uh her and her partner started a, a group called friday unicorn um they do great stuff <laughs> they're fun but anyway but uh, at the time she was like senpai to me and i was like holy <laughs> yeah. shit it's you and i was dressed up as sephiroth and she was dressed up as inyasha and we both geeked out over each other and over each other's no! costumes <laughs> and all this stuff took photos and now we're like besties and we talk every now and then so there was that cool Aww, moment
1: that's cool um
2: but as far as a big fan person moment for me was when i met jason david frank um who was the guy who played tommy in the power rangers Um, Oh, cool. He was my my childhood hero. He was everything I wanted to be. Um, Mm -hmm. So much so that I have a ponytail because I wanted to be him when I grew up and I grew up and I got a ponytail. Um, But at the time, (laughs) I was actually still I was still training in martial arts. Cool. Um, So I showed up and he had a uh, he had a little um, he had a little class at one point that people could take. And it was a beginner's class, but I was like, no, you think I'm going to miss this chance? Fuck that. So I put my uniform on, I tied my black belt on, whatever, and I showed up to the class. Um, and, you know, some fun stuff happened. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm humble bragging, but I was doing some kick tricks beforehand. They were like, God, you're just like Tommy. And I was like, my heart. Um, so, but what happened was, this is, I'm, I'm getting to why this is such a fanboy moment. Um, what happened was, the class was odd, and at one point we did, we did partner drills. Now, I was an instructor at the karate school, as so I knew how to run a class. So I just grabbed three of us, put in us in a triangle, and said, okay, you're going to do the attack to him, you're going to do the attack to me, I'm going to go to him, and we're going to circle like this, okay, let's go. So I was basically helping him teach the class inadvertently, uh, because it was super wow. basic white belt stuff. It was stuff I'd known for years, so I didn't even yeah, have to really sure. pay attention to whatever, because it was an intro class. So anyway, all that's done, and uh, we all line up for autographs, and I get up to him, and he's just like, Hey man, where you train at? And I was like, uh, training at Ernie Reyes one martial arts. And he's like, oh yeah, Ernie Reyes, I know those guys. Man, you know, I meet a lot of black belts and they really suck. But you're really good, man. And (laughs) outside, I'm like, outside, I'm like, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. Would you mind signing my uniform? On the inside, I'm like, "Ah!" (laughs) 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 ha! You know, like my childhood hero just told me I'm a badass. Like oh, yeah, I man. was That's awesome. one of the most shining moments of my life. Like I'm never going to forget I have, that.
1: I have a similar thing actually from the same con. It's It might have been from PAX, I can't remember, but Okay, it wasn't a big deal, but to me, it sort of was. You know how when you have those moments, have you ever had those moments in real life where you're like walking through a crowd of people and you see someone who's like the doppelganger of someone famous and you're Mm like, oh
3: my God, it's... And then Mm -hmm. you catch
1: yourself saying that in real life and you're like, wait, 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 Mm -hmm. wait. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't say that out loud. (laughs) So I was at PAX or or Comic-Con. I feel like it was PAX. Maybe it wasn't, but okay, I'm going to get stoned in the street for saying this, but which one is the Dragon Ball Z character? Orange jumpsuit, blonde hair sticking up
2: that's like five that's of them. like five of them but i'm gonna
0: assume okay. it's goku probably goku
1: all right goku so and i feel like i know this i might be wrong but you know the actor from american horror story ever evan peters
0: no I, all right no well, sorry i'm on anyways culture. i s-
1: i seen this cosplayer and he was there with a the girl and at the time he was dating that girl from the show and i was like there's no way. This guy was a hundred percent doppelganger. I had to do like a quadruple take back and forth, back and forth. This guy's dresses him. He's got a shirt off. He's, 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 he's sexy. He's got the same face. And I'm like, is that Evan Peters? Is he here? What the fuck? Cause he goes to comic cons all the time. He goes to San Diego comic con. He goes to comic cons all over the place. As far as I know. And I was like, there's no way, there's no way. And I just kept it down deep inside. And I like, I was walking backwards, just looking at this person. Like, is that Evan Peter- Peters? Is that him? Is that him? Cause honestly, he's like my... You know the list you keep of celebrities you're allowed to sleep with? Of course. Yeah, yeah. He is tied in first place on my list.
0: Who's the other one?
1: Uh, Jonathan (laughs) Rees-Meyers. He was uh, King Henry VIII in the Tudors. He was Dracula in that show. Anyways, you probably don't know who mm. he is. But anyways, I was like, okay. there's no way, there's no way. My heart was pounding. It was like, I was like what? <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I walked away because I was like, there's no way. I'm way too embarrassed to get close enough to know for sure. Because if I do, and it is, I will piss my pants. I will vomit. <laughs> I will do all of those things all at once. And I'm not oh about God. that life. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, duh, Sorry, too many stories. All right. Yes.
2: Oh, that was great. Fine. <laughs> it's, it's no problem.
0: What's um, yours, Flux? Uh, well, I have have two little things. um One was, like, an actual, like, a fan coming to my table Mm. doing some of this kind of stuff to me. um I don't know what con it was, but it was a few years ago. (laughs) Actually, this this kind of thing sort of happens semi-often, not to this extent, but, like, so the guy comes up to my table, and he's like, wait a minute. He's looking through my portfolio, and he's like, I know this artist. This is Anime Flux. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And so he puts the thing down, he's looking at me and looking at my- my table helper. he's like, So where is he? I'm like, um... And I slowly raise my hand, I'm like, it's- it's me. And he's like, Oh my god, I thought you were Asian. I'm like, "No." He's like, I thought you were Japanese. I'm like, "No, it's me. He's like, oh my god, I'm such a fan. And then things just went normal from there, and um... I think he has to hug me or something. I was like, okay, whatever. So that was kind of neat. But, like, I get the whole, like, I thought you were Asian thing pretty often. um, Which I guess is flattering, because...
2: It's just, like, one of my Japanese animes.
0: Exactly. Like, you know, I strive to make my style kind of in that whole Japanese aesthetic. So that's kind of neat. But then, as far as me uh, freaking out over other people... So I was at... um, I don't know what again. I don't know what freaking con it was, but I was standing in a line to get an autograph from uh, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, Mm. who um, also goes by Melissa Williamson. Uh, She did all the singing on the Silent Hill soundtracks, and um, she also does the voice of uh, the English voice of Erd on Oh My Goddess. Um, She does a lot of stuff. She's got she's got one of those Steve Bloom kind of rap sheets Mm. where she's just done a thousand bajillion voices. So, um, anyway, I'm standing in line for her, and I'm like, well, I've done a few, um, Silent Hill pieces uh, of artwork, so I'm gonna get one of those signed by her, because, hey, Silent Hill. So, um, she first started doing voice work in Silent Hill 3, so I had a pick of, uh, Valtiel from that, mm-hmm. and, um... So I get up to her finally and she has a handler there next to the table who's kind of keeping an eye on the time and make sure nobody stands there talking her damn ear off for you know 10 minutes because there's a ton of people who also mm-hmm. want to meet her. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of staring at me and I give her the picture and I'm like, I'm a big fan of your work. Uh, I, drew, I drew this a while back and I'd be, you know, kind of honored if you'd if you'd sign it for me. She's like, yeah, cool. And so she's looking at the artwork and she goes to sign it and then she stops and then she holds it up, and she's staring at it, and she turns the picture this way and that, and she's <laughs> looks back at me, and she's like, Did you say you drew this? And I'm like, Yeah. And she's like, this is really, really good. And, and wow. then I had Aww. one of those moments that Alatar described where on the outside, I'm like, well, thank you very much. That means a lot. And on the inside, I'm like, ah, ah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that was pretty damn cool. Uh, she asked me a few more questions about it, and I'm like, the the, the handler dude is glaring at me. Like, oh, I'm the no. one being the problem. And I'm like, I, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. like answering her <laughs> questions as fast as I can. So the people Without, don't like, get puking.
1: upset. puking.
3: <laughs> no, yeah. no.
0: I here's the thing. Uh, as as much as I respect a lot of people in different industries and everything, like I'm never gonna be the person that's that's you know like gonna faint in the aisle or anything mm-hmm. by meeting somebody. They're they're just people.
1: Dude, but, I wish I could say the same. I like to preach that I am, but when it comes that close, I'm like. Ah!
0: <laughs> I get it. I mean I get I get that little flutter, you know, of excitement, but uh, I'm not dude, gonna... Dude, my
1: flutter uh, is so bad that it's like, uh oh, here comes lunch, here comes lunch. <laughs> please, uh, not in front of your idol, please.
0: The hardest one that I ever had to face was um at MomoCon a few years back in in Georgia and I met my favorite YouTube Uh, Let's Player group of all time. Game Grumps, I
1: remember.
0: No, no, not Game Grumps. I probably would have freaked out with them too, but uh, Super Best Friends. Mm. Um, I met all four of them. They came down from Canada, and they were there in Georgia. And I got up to their table, and I I had some video game cases that I brought because they're obviously big gamers. And I was just talking to each one of them because there's four of them. And um, and I was... (laughs) like, That was the most nervous I think I've ever been, approaching Mm. quote-unquote celebrities. Uh, Because I have so much damn respect for these dudes, even now. And I was like, what could I possibly say to them that they haven't heard 10 million times? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So instead, I just shot the shit with them. And I was like, so you guys are down here in Georgia during the summer. How does this compare to up there in in Montreal? And, you know, then they (laughs) gave their honest answers. And they were all really cool, really humble dudes. Got a picture with them. It was fun. That's awesome. It was That's really, really awesome. cool. <laughs> I was trying my damnedest not to pee my pants and go nuts. So, uh-huh. you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude. That was cool.
1: That's fun. Yeah. Those were good questions. We got some really good ones yeah, this time. Yeah, yeah. Usually we're like, yeah. we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for questions usually, but this was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> keep them coming, too. Even yeah. if we're not announcing a podcast, we all, we, we keep an archive of these. So, you know, if we didn't answer it this time, maybe we will next time or, or yeah. whatever. This was a
1: fun, really fun, really successful podcast, I feel. Mm
3: -hmm. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Altar, for being with us. I feel like we all three kind of really synergized together.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I remember the podcast I did with you. We barely stayed on topic. We were just geeking out the whole time. (laughs)
2: Yeah, well, I what I love about the show that had you on Hizzy is like we I didn't even hit record and then you're just like oh shit are we recording and we just both bust out laughing and I was like that that's it cold intro cold intro straight to that and that's what I did I was like oh this is good and we got along so well yeah I I really I like talking with both of you you're awesome people yeah man thanks for being on the
1: podcast all right well one more quickie shout out to Koopa thank you Koopa. For being our savior thank you all our fans for keeping us going and being great people and listening to our silly ass podcast like let's be real this is this is a derpy thing we do but
0: people (laughs) like it
1: people like it (laughs) yeah thanks guys all right we will see you guys on the next one
0: cheers